Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, Tran Hermostis, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. I am beyond excited to bring on today's guest to chat with her about being the matriarch of one of the internet's most famous families. Today, I'm sitting down with Heidi D'Amelio. That's right, of the D'Amelio family, considered the first family of TikTok. Let's do the math here. Daughter Charlie, 119.9 million followers. Dixie with 53.3 million Mark, dad, who has 10.4 million. The family with 15.4. Heidi herself with 9.4. That is a total of 208.4 million followers on TikTok. Y'all, I can't even remember to get my kids picked up from cheer practice on time. I am dying to know how this family operates, how they manage their mental health, all the ins and outs of what it is to have this level of fame with kids and to be able to navigate that, not only just kids, but teen kids and the whole world of social media that I feel like I'm barely getting by with as well. Enjoy today's conversation. I can't wait for us to have a really candid conversation with Heidi. And you know what? I have not prepared a single question for her. This is going to be a truly get to know you type of podcast. And I can't wait to find out everything about being the matriarch of TikTok's first family. Enjoy the show. Heidi D'Amelio, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You are like the, you're like internet's mom now. You were <laughs> like, you, you know, it's funny. I told, cause I've got teenage daughters and I was like, oh, I'm podcasting with um, Heidi. And they were like, what? <laughs> like, I was like, you're a household name for like being the mom of teenagers right now and raising them in such a huge huge platform. So give me a little bit of a starter. Like I was just, I don't know, maybe because I've been hearing Charlie and Dixie talked about in my own home for so long. I had <laughs> no idea. This was like, it's only been a couple of years. When did this all kind of start for you all? 
I think Charlie's first viral video was maybe like mid-July of 2019. And then by October, like end of October, she had hit a million followers on TikTok. And Dixie was not really on at all. And she said, if you hit a million followers on TikTok, I'll get on. So then Charlie introduced her and they were, they had done this thing where they were dressed they looked exactly alike. They were wearing the same thing. Their hair was the same. And people were like, there's two of them. What? <laughs> it was so funny. So that was October of 2019. So it has not been that long. And uh, it's been quite a ride in a very, very short period of time. And I just feel like things have happened so fast, but I think like everyone, quarantining had given us the chance to stop and like physically stop because we were everywhere, flying everywhere and to physically stop and really kind of process everything that had happened in that short time. So that was July to March of 2020. So that wasn't that long. And um, and then as you, I'm, I'm assuming if you have teenagers, a lot of People got to know the girls over quarantine and they grew really fast during that time. So it was, it's, it was a, it's been a wild ride in such a short period of time. I think that's what people are kind of like, that's what they're kind of hung up on in the, in the best way. Like, how did this happen so fast? Mm-hmm. And, and how are you h- handling that that kind of thing. So well, and that kind of leads me into my next question because you know I kind of feel like I I'm 36, so I'm of the generation where like ICQ and MSN Messenger and MySpace, we were the guinea pigs of like the original social medias of stuff, and now we're kind of into the zone where like our own kids are entering it, and you're like you want to bubble wrap them, you don't. How do you? And you almost have to teach them how to navigate the world because it's not going anywhere. Social media is a part of life. It's a part of, you know, what it is to be a kid these days or a teenager, I should specify. And it is a lot to balance. And I'm saying that with kids who don't have a following. How have you found this hurry up, this very fast track to fame and all of that 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 comes with, but also The fact that it's social media, which means you are poked and prodded at for literally everything. I cry at least once a week about it. So I don't even know how I would do if my kids were like, were in that realm and you're doing it in a much bigger pool. How are you genuinely managing being a mom and also being on social media yourself? Okay. So there's a lot of questions in there. So I think first and foremost is I'm a mom first and nothing comes before that and making sure the girls are, are good in a lot of different ways, just like any other mom would do, you know, and when those days come where there's a lot of negativity more than usual on the internet, it's been a process early on, you know, I would bark back and why are you saying this, blah, blah. And I just realized Really quickly, it just causes more problems. And the last thing I want to do, and Mark as well, is cause more problems for the girls. So sometimes we just bite our tongues or don't type and just like, okay, we're it's just not worth it when all I want to do is just protect them. And like, if you just knew them, you wouldn't be saying that. And but I think that's for anybody. I think they it's easy to talk 
a big game on social media when you you feel like, oh, I'm never going to see that person. And the funny thing is, is we have seen some people that have done that and they're like, but I love you. I don't know why I did that. I'm like, well, then why would you do that? Just don't. So that has taken time for Mark and I to just not respond. And that's been really hard. So we're better parents if we are just there to listen to the girls, let them cry, vent, whatever, and be supportive. That is way more helpful to them than if we try to fight with everybody that says something negative to them. And sometimes there are people in the public eye and adults that are coming after my kids. That's really hard not to say something, but it's just not worth it. And it causes more problems. Yeah. And you know what? You make a good point there because it's almost like you can't avoid that things are going to happen to your kids. And I think that that's kind of like this discomfort that it is in being a parent is you really want to be that barrier. You want to be that mama bear. You want to stand between them and the dangers. And the reality is it's it's better to support and equip them for what is going to come at them inevitably. And as you will see over and over again. Now, I saw the trailer for the new show. and. I was really impressed because at the very end of the clip, I don't know which one of your daughters said it, but she said, my mom still makes me make my bed or I still have to make my bed. And I thought, you know, we've seen so much these days of like where the mom is the bestie. And that is, it's awesome. I always want to be that. I Like genuinely, I always want to be my kid's best friend. It's hard to also have the mom hat on and create structure and rules and also like child rear in that realm of like wanting to be their best friend. How have you found creating that balance between mother and friend in a time that's so exciting and so busy and they pretty much can have anything handed to them and still kind of raising them and to make their beds. So when we had the girls, that was, and this might be against popular opinion, but I never set out to be their best friend Mm. because that doesn't benefit them. I was thinking long-term, I'm the youngest of four girls and I have three amazing older sisters that we were all raised very, you know, to have respect and to, to people who deserve it, (laughs) to, um, do your chores, help around the house, be a team player, be a good person, like all of these things. And I needed to make sure because it starts very young. And I think, I, I think I was lucky enough to have seen that around me because I have older sisters. They all had kids before I did and how just setting those rules and boundaries very young, obviously with tons of love and support, but it was always, there was structure and there was certain things they had to do. And there was always age appropriate chores. And it was chores first before we do the fun stuff. And it was always that. And so fast forward after many years of that, granted, we have a lot of fun and they knew that. Like, I think that's what what was like great about our family is they knew the fun stuff was coming. Let me just do the stuff I hate, like cleaning my room and making my bed and emptying the dishwasher, all of those things, picking up dog poop. You got to put in the work to to reap the benefits. And for the most part, obviously there are exceptions, but so their whole life they've been, I don't know how, but and because Mark worked from home, we were both always around. And so they knew they had, they knew there were certain things they would go to Mark for because he would always say yes. They knew there were certain things they come to me for because I would always say yes. But 
between the two of us, we had everything covered. Like there were things that he was strict on them about. And there were things I was, and they were totally different. And he's looking at my things like, what's the big deal? And I'm looking at his things like, what's the big deal? And it just so happened to work because we covered all the bases, but they knew in a pinch and when things were scary or made them nervous or whatever, everything else stopped and we were there. And so we had done that for so many years. Now they're teenagers under the spotlight and doing all that. They know like our circle is very small. The trust of the circle is very small. Obviously our family and some close friends. So they know I'm their friend and Mark is their friend, but they know we're always going to look at everything parent first, their safety, their happiness. That's always going to be first. And I think you'd have to ask them, but I think that's a good thing to them. They know we're going to be honest. They know that we're not just going to make them feel good. Um, just cause we, they want us to, they want us to tell them what we, they mm-hmm. want, you know, they want to hear. And it's just been really nice that I feel like all the groundwork we laid is brought us to a point when they're in this position they're in, had we not done that, I think it would have been a lot harder. I think the, like you said, things are come easy to them and they're, everybody's tr- wants to get a piece of them and, oh, wear this and do this and come to this. And, and, you know, they, their first thing they do is ask us, like, what do you think? They still ask us about posts. Should I post this? You know, so they know that it's a mutual respect and they know obviously we're their friends, but we're their parents and that, I think it just worked. I don't know. We didn't know what we were doing ever. Uh, does anybody? I no, I don't know. I mean, if we, I've we'll never, never find out. <laughs> and so um, it just so happened to have worked for our personalities and our little, the four of us. And and we're, I'm very fortunate that I told Dixie the other day, I was like, hey, why don't we start doing, they're so busy, especially Dixie, because she's in the studio a lot in the evenings. I was like, why don't we do once a week a dinner, just you and I? And she was like, she was like, that would be so much fun. But like, I don't know, like, I feel like as her mom, like as her mom, she wanted to do it. But I think there was that friendship there. <laughs> like, she knows, yeah. that she, she knows that she could tell me anything and it's not going anywhere. And, but, you know, at the same time, she knows I'm going to be honest with her. I, but so I think there's a part of her that likes that. So I think we're getting there. She's going to be 20 soon, you know, so that friend Part of it is much easier now that they're older. That makes so much sense. And honestly, I think that relationships that are built on honesty and trust are not always ones that just are telling you what you want to hear. I would say that for my marriage. I would say that with my kids. And But it is it is taking an intentionality to kind of do that and, and go through that discomfort sometimes, even when you just kind of want to like lay back and let, let them be and be their friend. It's like such a pivotal time of life. You know, everyone deserves an escape, and those can be kind of hard to come by right now. Maybe travel is not in your agenda. Maybe it's not in something you can do, or maybe you're like me and you've got a baby and you're at home with your family. Enter Dipsy. Let yourself get lost in a world where good things happen and where pleasure is your only priority. As a mom, 
That's not a sentence I hear very often. But what is Dipsy? Well, it's an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. Each Dipsy audio story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios so you feel like you're right there. And they release new content every week. So there's always more to explore no matter what you're into or what turns you on. And if you need to wind down, Dipsy also has wellness sessions, sensual bedtime stories, and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. And for listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash papaya. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash papaya. I have used Dipsy and I will say it is quite the experience, one that I could only recommend and wish for for everyone that I could talk to really. So I hope if you're listening, you give it a chance and why not? It's free. So dipsystories.com slash papaya. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash papaya. Let's go back to today's show. Hey, it's Patrick Starr. I'm coming straight to you with my very own podcast, Say Yes to the Guest. I'll be hanging out with some of my fiercest friends and spilling some serious tea on business, beauty, and being a boss-ass bitch. With me, baby, you'll never know what will happen. Find Yes to the Guest on Apple Podcasts or anywhere where podcasts are played. Start streaming and downloading now. And don't forget to subscribe because every Monday we're going in. We got so much to chat about. So turn it up and say yes to the guest. Yes. But I have to ask, you're you know, you're saying they're pulled in so many different directions. There's so much conversation lately about, you know, honoring your capacity and your boundaries, and I can only imagine that for yourself this is also coming into play. I have asked so many podcast guests this question. How are you finding that balance and that ability to ground yourself and honor, like even within the last year and a half, and you're talking about laying the groundwork before this, but how have you navigated kind of being pulled in every direction? How do you find your yeses and your noes and really honor your boundaries and capacity within all of this that is going on? Oddly enough, I haven't felt more grounded and able to say the yeses and nos than I have now because there is so much. Before, you know, you're driving to dance class and you're driving to the games and you're doing all this stuff and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, yeah. And then you end up at the end of the week with so much on your plate. You're like, what? Like, what happened? And I feel like now, because there is so much going on and things are so scheduled, it's very easy to say, you know what, that just doesn't work. Like, I don't, I don't think it's worth the time that I'm going to take and spend and the energy I'm going to spend to do that for what it is. And, you know, I think I also talked to a life coach, which has been amazing. And I've never done that before. And it's, and it's kind of just, an interesting conversation. She's because she says like you're more grounded than you should be with everything going on, and I'm like that's the best thing that 
I could ever hear, but it's taken me a long time to get there. I, I was also at a point where my oldest was about to go to college. Carly was already looking at colleges. Uh, she had already done her first college tour because she knew what she had her whole life plan. She wanted to be a dancer and go to a certain college for the dance team. And so she was already on track. And so that already kind of mentally prepared me, like, we're going to be empty nesters. Like, who am I? What am I about? What what am, what am I, what's going to be my role besides obviously a wife when they go on to college. But yeah. And so I had started that conversation about, you know, just wanting to be more secure in knowing who I, I was and figuring that out. Cause it was just mom, that mom mode for so many years and going to all the places and all the things. Um, so I was very, I don't know. It just so happened to have worked out. It was April of 2019 when I kind of, that happened for me. And so I, I, when I tell you everything happened at the right time, I, Seriously, all yeah. this would have happened earlier. It just would have not worked. And so I, a lot of answers I don't have, but just, I don't know. It just worked out. <laughs> you know what? I love that though. And I, and I love that you talked about that because there is a bit of martyrdom that happens with motherhood where we kind of just fall on the sword and it's all about the kids and finding yourself suddenly standing in the midst of motherhood and going, wait, who the heck am I? beyond this. And, and really, you know, I've watched my mother go through it. I'm sure her mother went through it. There is like that, who am I and what is it that I want? Did you, what was your life for you before this? You, you know, you've been mom for so long, but what are some of your other like core interests that are so beyond any of this stuff that maybe people don't even realize about you? So, well, when I was I was, I grew up, I was a dancer like Charlie. Uh, I'm from Louisiana. So pretty much everybody dances and does sports there. And I did. Oh, really? That's like a thing. Music is everywhere down there. So whether you take formal classes or just like music festivals and stuff like that. So I danced, I ran track, I played little volleyball, softball. So, but that didn't start really until like nowadays, I feel like I know my kids started when they were very Little, yeah, but, they start um, little. I think fifth grade, sixth grade. So I always loved being challenged, challenging my body physically. Can I run faster? Can I jump higher? All of these things. So when I graduated, that was all over. And I, but I had that inside of me of like, I still want to push myself. So I started working out. I started, my friends were all bodybuilders. So I, worked out with them. Like that's all I knew. And that's how I learned how to work out. And it was my still to this day, my all-time favorite thing to do is lift weights and box. Yes. And so those are my happy places. I like, I don't even like, Oh, I want my body to look like this. I'm going to go to the mm-hmm. gym that they're mm-hmm. so separate to me. I'm going to go into the gym. What it does for me mentally is just everything. And I'm a better wife and a better friend and a better mom when I'm working out. Like I'm just, oh, it just feels so good. So that is that I love doing, I I don't think people really know this, but I love refinishing furniture. I love organizing. I am, I don't know. I feel like in Louisiana and I grew up this way. Like if you would see something like in a magazine, like, oh, I could never afford that. So I'm just going to either make it or find something and like repurpose it and do it. So that is like my all time favorite thing to do. I've done that so many times. Like if you dig deep on my Instagram, you'll find (laughs) (laughs) that is 
so, so cool, and I though. miss that because I don't really yeah. do that as much. Like our house is kind of situated and, you know, I'm not like out thrifting, buying dressers or whatever. Um, but my favorite thing to do is I love a vanity, which is I'm sitting at my vanity now. And my personal opinion, I think everyone should have a vanity. So I love buying like old pieces of furniture and then remodeling and then organizing like with all the makeup and the, you know, doing the whole thing with the makeup mirror. I, I, I just love doing that. And it's kind of like, this is why I do, this is where I do in like zoom calls or podcasts in my closet at my vanity. It's like my favorite place to be. So I feel like any opportunity I have to make one, to redo one for someone is like my favorite thing to do. So I, I just like random things like that. And my dogs, I'm obsessed with my dogs. We have four dogs, four dogs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So for you. That's like kind of me in a nutshell, but I love like doing new things. Like I'll try, you know, whether it's a new sport or I love fishing. I haven't fished in a really long time. You know, I'm kind of all over the board, which I think was part of the thing that made me like, who am I? What am I about? Like, I like all these different things. Like, I felt like everyone I knew had a thing and I had a lot of things. And I'm like, why can't I decide? And I'm at a place now that I'm like, yeah, I can like all those things. I'm not a master of any, but I can. And it brings me joy and happiness to do them. I'm going to do them. I don't care. (laughs) I love that. And I think that that's such a, that's such a true thing for so many people is they really feel like they have to have that one thing that they do. I can't even tell you how many ins and outs of crafts that I've done over the years. And I am like you, I love a good thrifting hunt, but like we weren't able to do that for like a year. So it was like trying to find out other ways to kind of get creative in the home and have fun with things for like half a second. I thought I might be a florist, you know, like it's (laughs) fun to dabble into things and be like, it's just fun to be, to just tap into your creative side and figure all that stuff out too. I also love that you talked about weightlifting being your favorite because when I first started working out, I did it because I like hated my body and I just wanted to like look a certain way. Weightlifting was the first time it was ever about like, I just want to, I don't want to lift more. I just want to be able to do more and get stronger. And it was such a mindset shift for that. So I love that you touched on like fitness can be such an amazing experience and you can really come away with like I think for a lot of people, when you hear like working out in fitness, it's like, oh gosh, remember like feeling like your body was on fire. It's like such a trash can experience. And then you realize that that it doesn't have to be that way. It can actually be like really rewarding and really amazing. With the world racing to get back to normal and starting meeting up again in person, going outside your house, doing whatever it is that you would like to go back to a normal for, after the year we've had, getting back to feeling normal, it's going to take time. I have found a little bit more anxiety popping up as I've been leaving the house. It's taken a lot more effort than it ever has before. And maybe you're feeling this too. And if you're feeling overwhelmed by it all, just know that you're not alone. It's important to find the support you need to face those feelings and move forward. And we can talk to our friends when we're experiencing issues, but they don't always give us the advice we need. There have been times that I've shared with friends certain things, and I got so much good listening and some support, but I didn't get the practical advice to actually help me move forward. And that's why I am so happy to talk about Talkspace today. Talkspace makes it easy to get matched with a licensed therapist and schedule live video sessions 
all from the comfort of your device. You can start messaging with your therapist the same day you sign up. So when you feel that need, you can get on to the Talkspace app. It's going to be easy to get connected with your licensed therapist on your schedule without having to wait weeks before your next appointment. You can go anywhere and take your therapist with you. And whether you're a parent, a student, a millennial, or someone that's just having a hard day, Talkspace can provide the support to help you feel better with a single message. Talkspace offers individual and couples therapy as well, in addition to medication prescription services. You can set goals with your therapist and they can make sure you're really progressing. Talkspace therapists help you develop tools to cope in difficult times or to help, like I said, get you going forward, moving into the new world, moving into your new normal once again. So whether you're experiencing depression, anxiety, or other problems, Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform to help you sort through any issue. Thousands of licensed therapists are available to you to match with, and Talkspace therapists are experts in dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more to help you start feeling better. Right now, you can match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code PAPAYA. That's $100 off when you use the code PAPAYA at Talkspace.com. I'm such a fan of advocating for your needs. And I think that if you're listening to this today and you feel that prompting, let this be your sign. Start feeling better with a single message. Go to Talkspace.com, use the code PAPAYA, and you're getting $100 off your first month. Let's go back to today's show. So now you have even more stuff going on. Now, before we get into the new show and everything, I am so, I'm such a curious person when it comes to watching children grow up. So I've got three kids that are in their teens and I just have a newborn now. Watching your kids and becoming so curious about like, who are they going to be? What are they going to do? Is like, what is the world going to be like for them? Did you have a feeling or did you ever recall a time where you're like, this is something that I can see happening for my girls? Or was this all a complete surprise? So when they were growing up, so Dixie, who's almost 20, she wanted to do everything. I, she was in, you know, obviously she would go to school and then gymnastics, then she was a BMX racer. And then she was doing break dancing and then like, swimming, softball, basketball, all these things. I said, Dixie, you have to, it's just too much. There's just not enough hours in the week. Why don't we just pick like one or two things, like a season? She's like, it's so hard to decide. Anyway, so she did theater, BMX racing, and then ultimately ended up, she did triathlons for a while. She's a, she ran track and played field hockey in high school, but she was a singer her entire life. That's what she did. She loved it until she got to that middle school age and she started posting online and kids weren't so nice. And she kind of just kept it to herself to saying in her and, you know, in the shower or whatever. But I always felt like if she wanted to, whether it was singing or a sport or whatever it was, I thought she would be 
a journalist or like interviewing people on the red carpet. I could see her doing that. She's really good on her, on her feet, like quick thinker. And so I thought maybe that, but I knew it would be something where whatever it was, she had the worth at work ethic to do it. She just had to figure out what it was. And that wasn't for me to, to tell her that was something I knew she would figure it out eventually. And, but I would say, what about like, do you see yourself like interviewing people? Like, I feel like you'd be good with that. That was before podcast. And she was like, I don't know. I was like, you love music. You could, you know, interview, you know, musicians or, or something. And she was like, I don't know. You know, so it kind of all was, I didn't know. And then for Charlie, she started taking formal classes when she was three. This was clearly like, this isn't me saying it just uh, outside people, her entire life. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's like, it was a light inside of her that just lit up when she danced. It was her life. She was always dancing. It was always a thing. It was her, like when she was happy or sad or whatever, that's what she did. Like she just loved dancing. And then she did basketball. She was a diver. She did gymnastics. She did other things too. But before I had an idea of what she what I thought. I thought she would probably be a dancer. I don't know at what capacity. I was like, oh, what about like if you were in the Macy's uh, Thanksgiving Day parade? <laughs> that would be so fun. <laughs> She's like, okay. But um, she wanted to go. She had a whole plan. She had a whole vision board, very young. And she wanted to be a backup dancer for any artist, all the artists, all the big artists, that's what she wanted to do. And, but she wanted to go to college and she was going to go to, you know, for a dancer in college, you could do a dance program or be on a dance team. And that's what she wanted to do. That was more exciting for her. And um, Jennifer Lopez's choreographers graduated from and choreograph their national routines at UNLV. So she, Mark took her, they went on a college tour. They had a, a like a intensive with the dance team where you three days of dancing and they were just kind of like, she was a freshman in high school. And they were like, why are you here? Cause all the other girls that were there were graduating high school and now they're going to, you know, and she was like, I'm going to keep coming you know, throughout high school to kind of get to learn what they're looking for and, you know, get to know their program. I I would love to be a dancer here. And they were like, who thinks like that? And, you know, at 14 or whatever she was at the time. So I I kind of felt like, and then, so she was like, if I could just get in front of, for Jennifer Lopez's choreographers. And then after I graduate, I'll move to LA and maybe, you know, I'll start taking classes and maybe I can get an audition. So that was her so I thought I'm, I'm kind of going along with what she's saying. Like she has it all figured out. So everything was sort of fast forwarded. She met Jennifer Lopez. She danced with her. So time for a new vision board. But that was kind of so when what I did know and Mark was really good early on is saying, you know, having that social like you said, social media isn't going anywhere. And it's almost like a currency at this point, you know, yeah. and it's like obviously whenever you're you know, auditioning or whatever, people look at it for the bad and the good. You know, do you have a lot of followers? Are you stupid and post stupid things like that matters. And so um, they were always really good about hosting and knowing how it could affect them down the road. And, you know, they were, it was just always a topic of conversation. So you, the fact that social media they blew up on social media, you know, just the way the app and everything, I don't know. It just, 
it was surprising, yes, but they have been doing a lot of things that they showcased on the app. So it made sense. I think what people don't realize, because they're they've kind of put up, okay, you're TikTokers and that's it. And they're like, oh, wait, we had this whole life that we've been building. Right. TikTok gave us the opportunity to do the things we're passionate about, like music and dance and whatever else they want to do. But, you know, it wasn't the other way around for sure. It wasn't like, I'm a TikToker, now I'm going to try all these things. It was like, this was what my path was. And this opportunity is like now here and I'm going to use it to do the things that I really loved to do. So I think that's such an important thing to note on too, is that when it becomes part of social media, the person is also the brand and it becomes a very muddy water to understand that this person is existing on this rented space on this app, on a phone, but they still have an entire lifetime (laughs) of world that's going on around them. And, you know, it's so interesting to, to hear you talk about all the different things that they were involved in and doing and things that you as a family were doing and involved in to hear the busyness of your life now, to be honest, it sounds like, have you ever forgotten to pick up a kid from like any of those activities? Because I've done that. (laughs) I'm just like, there's a lot going on. I've been late for sure to things like, oh yeah, let me go get, do that now. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard to keep track. It is a lot going on, but yeah, like the app isn't the birth of these girls and your family. It is like, we hopped into the story at a certain timeline and there's a lot of eyes kind of watching. In the last year, I was influenced to try Elemis. Elemis is the number one luxury British skincare brand that believes in truth in beauty. For over 30 years, they have introduced decadent formulations that respect the skin while delivering truly remarkable results you can see and feel. With a foundation in aromatherapy, a belief in science, and a passion for nature, the luxury skin wellness brand has created powerful, results-driven products in skin-friendly formulation for over 30 years. Elemis is globally recognized for harnessing the power of nature's finest actives, high-performing delivery systems, and revolutionary technology to create skin-friendly formulations that deliver results you can see and feel. Renowned for their one-of-a-kind textures and signature aromatics, Elemis is committed to elevating your everyday routine to a self-care ritual. Elemis believes in skin wellness, proven results, feel-good skincare, and transparent formulation. So I've heard so much, like I said, I was influenced about their pro collagen cleansing balm and I really wanted to try it. Elemis was kind enough to send me a jar and let me tell you all the hype was absolutely real and true. It's amazing. It has this really unique transformative texture that melts away every bit of makeup grime and daily impurities for soft, smooth, and glowing complexion. It nourishes as a balm, easily removes that makeup as a cleansing oil, and it hydrates as a cleansing milk. It's so incredible. It feels like a spa in a jar and it contains a gorgeous blend of nine essential oils, including lavender, chamomile, and eucalyptus. I have been absolutely hooked. I'm not going to lie. I was using makeup wipes for a little bit. I know, I know, I know. And this cleansing balm has completely 
pun intended, wiped that away for me. So I'm absolutely hooked. Unlike other cleansers that leave your skin feeling dry and tight, Pro Collagen Cleansing Balm leaves my skin feeling nourished, soothed, and super soft. There's a Pro Collagen Cleansing Balm for everyone. This cult favorite cleanser is available in original, rose-infused, and there is even a new Naked, which is fragrance-free. I love Pro Collagen Cleansing Balm so much from Elemis. I want you to try it too for almost 20% off. Visit elemis.com and enter the code THEPAPAYA20 and you're going to enjoy 20% off full-size products. That's elemis, E-L-E-M-I-S.com and enter code THEPAPAYA20 to enjoy 20% off full-size products. That's such an incredible deal. I hope you take me up on it. And let's go back to today's show. And now you're doing that in an entirely new way. Talk to me a little bit about the show because all we've, like, I've only just seen the trailer. It's leading up to, you know, all of this. What can we kind of expect and what are we um, going to be kind of learning about when it comes to you and your family? Well, I think early on when people had, because like you said, like people are just seeing the story that just started. They don't know us. And so they make up things. And so for us, it was important for people to get to know us before you decide to hate us, if that Mm. makes sense, or at least get to know the true story. And so it shows everything beyond social media and apps and all of that. And that we're much more like any other family than not. And the roller coaster of emotions like any parents that have kids, the roller coaster of emotions that the parents have, that the kids have individually together. I think I, you know, I think you'll see that we're very fortunate to be in this situation we're in, but there's a lot of work that goes into it. I think that was important for the girls to know because people like, oh, you do a 15 second, uh, you dance on a, do 15 second dances. And like, why are you, why do you get to do this stuff? And they, like anyone who's pursuing something that they love, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And I think that gets missed in social media in general is that, look, they, they are doing this or they got this. And there's a lot of work that goes into it, no matter what, no matter what you do, if you're doing something and you're being successful at it, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And I, they wanted to show that the business side, they're super savvy and smart. I think like a lot of kids their age with social media and knowing what works and doesn't work. And they've, they run a lot of these meetings with companies and brands that they work with of that. Cause they'll come, the brand will come with an idea and the girls are like, well, I don't think for our following, this is going to work, but this is what we do think will work. And they always come with something. They're never just like, that's not going to work. You know, that's not going to work, but this is what I think will. And it's taken time for the brands to get on board with that. Like, why are we listening to these, like, kids? Charlie was 15 when this started, you know? And so they've proven themselves and they've done a really good job. So you get to see that stuff, you know, that people don't even 
think about really. I think it's an important conversation to have as well. If we saw a 15 year old boy, for instance, suddenly rising to fame and being, you know, doing all these things, would we consider him a young entrepreneur and businessman? And would we, would we minimize a woman's experience into like, oh, that's cute. Like, look at you dancing on an app. But I one time heard somebody say like, you're not, if you were paying for a hundred dollar haircut, you're not paying a hundred dollars for the haircut. You're paying for the 20 years experience that got you that hundred dollar haircut. And when you hear and you listen to how much work has been put in, not only just from the girls, but your family and your dedication to, you know, helping them pursue their dreams. This is not something that just suddenly happened overnight. There is a lot of ground floor work and this helps you maybe understand or grasp that it's not maybe just luck. It is truly a combination of things that culminated to a moment of time that people were really ready to receive something joyous on an app. And of course, you know, as we've seen with almost any woman has who have ever risen to fame, there's a lot of criticism that comes into play. And there's not a lot of jobs that you show up to every day and you have to have a performance review. And to know that these girls and your family is going through daily performance reviews and having the audacity to continue to show up and to be positive and to be vulnerable in the sense of even putting yourselves in front of a camera lens and say, okay, tell our story even more. That would make me be like, no, I'm like done. And you guys are like, all right, let's go. I will admit I was the last one on board. I was like, oh, this is Do I have to clean my house for this? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I just, what I was realizing was, you know, we were building every time we were leaving the house, we were being filmed and, and then people take a little bit out of that little bit and make a whole story around it. I'm like, let us show, let us show you this is, and it wasn't, it's very much, you know, the show would look at our calendar and we're like, let's cover this because our calendar is stacked. So it wasn't made up things just to happen. Yeah, this exactly. Like, oh, this is what the girls are doing today or whatever. And let's, let's follow that. So it's very much a documentary. And I think people, well, at least just to get, get to see another side of the business and us and we're kind of just normal people. <laughs> like people think we're this manufactured thing. Like Mark still has a job. Like we, you know, we still like do, we, we just always like fun is always part of our life. That's always, always been that way. And so as long as we're doing that and the other stuff, the negative side of all of this, is like, as long as we keep having fun, we can deal with the other stuff. I think your family is one that is such an ordinary family and yet such an extraordinary family. And I think it can be both. And I really think that we have to stop. Like we're in such a cycle We're we're on one hand, you know, fighting to free Britney while simultaneously ripping apart other young girls who are going through similar things. And I think that it's such a lesson for us to humanize people, celebrities, or even if they're fast to fame or anything, these are human beings. And I'm excited because I think it's going to give us an opportunity to, and, and ch- genuinely, because I've got kids who have absorbed the the TikTok world to actually give them a, a look behind the scenes of like what is really going on and the work that goes into this and, you know, the tenacity that is part of all of this as well. I just think it's really, really cool. What your whole family is doing, obviously you as the matriarch, I don't know that any of it would truly be all that possible if you had been shuffling around, getting them all to all those meetings and appointments. And 
all the stuff you got to do. Tell me a little bit more about where we can find you. I know you've got a podcast as well. Um, I would love to hear a little bit more and just give everyone a little bit of a, a, a note of how they can kind of dive into you, what you're doing, follow along on the journey, watch the show, listen to the podcast, do it all. Sure. So Mark and I have a podcast that comes out every Tuesday. It's called Mark and Heidi, the other D'Amelios, because that's basically what we're known as these days. Um, and we kind of just talk about things that have happened the previous week. We've talked, we talk about marriage and parenting and we've had some friends and family on. We're probably going to do more of that too. And it's just, honestly, it's a little selfish, but it's a kind of a nice way for Mark and I to get locked in a room and have, and get to like talk. And <laughs> there just happens to be listeners, but it's just kind of like, you know, the, the, the highs and lows of marriage and whether your kids are big on social media or not, like the core of it is us together as parents and how we work together as a team and then as the family. So it's a lot of that. I've started doing more working with brands as a solo person. Um, Good for you. It's definitely taken the back seat and the purposely, like we just didn't want to be distracted so we could support them through all of this. And the girls are like, mom, what are you doing? Cause I modeled when I was in my twenties Yeah, and they're like, mom, do it. They love when I do stuff like that. And I, and I kind of have the feeling that the it's much more received from them when I'm doing something. And yes, it's not always like rainbows and butterflies. Sometimes you're tired and it's hard and you got, you have deliverables and these things. And when I'm doing it, I'm a much better example than when I'm telling them, Hey, you know, don't forget, you got to do your deliverables or whatever. So oh, that word gives me chills <laughs> deliverables. I have like 10 on my list today. I don't want to, <laughs> so, um, they, they definitely love it. And they, they're, I tend to be on the shyer side. So when they hype me up, I'm like, Oh my God. But you're an entirely different demographic. Like, think about this. It's such an, it's not just an opportunity for that, but like, there's a lot of moms watching you too that aren't going to maybe connect with what the girls are promoting or talking about. But, you know, I trust influencers and people online more than anybody else because I know how much it takes to put your name to anything. So I trust people who put their name to stuff now. So I love that you're doing that. I know. I'm excited and it's fun. And, kind of goes back to the finding who I am and what I'm about and what what companies I want to work with and kind of, you know, leading by example for the girls. And, you know, my favorite thing is when all four of us do stuff together. I think we all, we all do. It's, it's always a good day when we all get to work together or go to things together. Um, We were at, at the SBs the other night and the girls, there was a point where they had to go like on the side of the stage and they were going to bring us to our seats. And they were both like, can you come? And I was like, <laughs> you know, your first instinct, what's wrong? What's wrong? Are you okay? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. all them, all them things go through the head and they're like, no, 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 I'm fine. But like, can you stay with us? Like we kind of can't because they were starting to film, Aww. you know? So it's, it's always like a fun day. And then we went to dinner after and everything, but so those are always the best, best, but uh, it's, it's cool. Like as a mom and a wife, I just get to be Heidi sometimes and go to the set and do, do my own thing. So I'm excited about that. 
There's just a lot going on. I'd have to look at the calendar, but it's just, I think we're just going to have to watch you on social and then we'll have to get told when it's happening. Heidi D'Amelio. And that's usually a good indicator of what I have going on. So thank you so much for taking time to just even give us a glimpse into the world of what it's like to be a matriarch of, of such a big family and uh, big in, in numbers. I did the math on y'all today and I was like, <laughs> that's a lot of eyes on you. So uh, honestly, I think it's such a, it's such a beautiful story to hear of what it's like to kind of find yourself in the midst of supporting your children, how to be a mom and be a friend. I think that there's so many notes from this that are truly going to connect with so many people on so many different levels, no matter who you are. And just coming down to the fact that you are an ordinary family, just doing really extraordinary things. So thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. And yeah, for everyone listening, I'm going to have everything in the show notes for you as well. So you can find Heidi and the family and follow along on their journey. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you, Heidi. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.